Hello, Dave. Hello, Joe. You see something weird going on? Because I can hear you, but I can't see you. I'm not there. Oh, yeah. That makes sense, actually. No, I'm not. I'm not with you. No. Am I? No. And, and you're not with me. I'm not with you. Not not romantically and or physically or uh, next we're, to you. We're without, e- we're without each other, yes. <coughs> yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. Record- we're recording remotely. Yep, yep. Uh, which, which is uh, COVID safe, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's a bit it, strange. Uh, it's a bit of a shame in a way, but, uh, you know, we've decided that we can do it. We can. With the power of technology... Yes. Which is which is your forte, really, and not mine. <laughs> Let's be honest. No, uh, no, but I think it'll be fine, Dave. However, you know, yeah. you are utilising... Kind of you to agree. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're you. utilising an iPad, aren't you? You've got a little sound I recorder. Am, yeah, well, you know? don't give brands away, but uh, a tablet, let's say a tablet. It's a tablet, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah a, re- a little recording device and um, a mobile phone, very... 2020. Very modern, very modern. Mm. Well, mm. you once upon a time you were our urban correspondent, rather back's urban correspondent. So you know you well, need to keep think, up to date. I think I still am, really. I mean, if anyone's going to do it, it's, I'm the man from the street. Not like not like a homeless person or anything. <laughs> just like that's not what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you could be, you know. So I could be homeless fit, one you'd day. Fit the part. Yeah, yeah. Here's hope. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> If it doesn't pan out, no. one day I'll be on the street. You've streets. always got that yeah. up your sleeve, you know. <laughs> yeah, something to look forward to. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're and doing it remotely. Ha- and um, Yeah. Uh, well, there's not much more to say than that, is there, really? I'm not glad really. to be we're, back. You're in, your, you're in your studio. I'm in my living room. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, how it sh- it's how it is. Not for much longer, hopefully. Yeah. Soon we'll be back in each other's arms. Me sitting on your lap like we usually are. Yeah. Yeah, and you're just carefully stroking my hair as I'm playing the jingles. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, how are you? I'm. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, looking what forward you, what to. What have you been up to? I've been. I've been looking forward to Christmas. That's what I've been up to. Is that a thing? Yeah. It's, it's soon coming around. Soon. Yeah. To, soon to come around. Yes. It is. Um, it's started to feel proper Christmassy now, which is nice. I like that. I haven't uh, because I've been abroad for a couple of years and only coming back in the middle of winter. Um, I haven't experienced a season change from autumn to winter for a couple of years. Um, so it's been nice to actually see winter happening, you know? Oh, yeah, because it's such a big deal, isn't it? <laughs> such a big change. <laughs> oh, it's such oh, a look. big deal. How can you... Oh, look, how, autumn, uh, winter's here. How can you tell? It's slightly colder. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's just dark all the time. How lovely. Yes. It's like Iceland. <laughs> Uh, and that's why mum's going to Ireland. And um, I'm going to beat you to it today, Joe. Can I ask you, what did you have for dinner? Well, this is throwing me right off the tracks. Yeah, uh, you asking yeah. me first. I was a bit naughty today. We had takeaway night. It was burger and chips. Oh, yeah. Ooh, nice. Usually that, it's um, a Friday, but, you know, we, we pushed it. Is that from a quite a well-known It's from brand, Farm Fresh Burgers. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's it's. Sounds I think, nice. I think what they do is they get the burgers fresh mm. from a farm. Um, right. Yeah. And what that day? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow, that is good. <laughs> yeah, that is fresh. That and is Dave, fresh. what did you have for dinner? Uh, well, I, today I had uh, I had salmon. Mm-hmm. I always have salmon, don't I? It's quite common for you to have salmon. Yeah. Yeah, I Garlic have it bread? at least once a week. No. No. No, facetious. <laughs> uh, I had it with uh, not not garlic bread. No, yeah. it's brain food, isn't it? Fish brain food. So Omega can, three. That's what you can tell. I have a lot of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Essential oils. <laughs> did you did you happen to use um, a, a something in your kitchen that that helps accelerate the cooking process? An oven. No, Dave. How do you say the word microwave? Well, I mean, just as it's was spoken that very moment by yourself, as it is in the English language. Micro. What do you mean? How do I say microwave? I oh, say microwave. You say microwave. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. considered that it might be said it, that you might be pronouncing it wrong? I have not considered that, and I won't. 
<laughs> I won't consider that. I think no. that's fair enough. Some things are just yeah. obvious that that's the way they are. I mean, are, unless right? I had a, a different accent, mm-hmm. but well, I don't have a different accent. Are you, are you aware of Nigella Lawson? I'm aware of Nigella Lawson. Good. The chef. Well... She has an interesting way of using the English language, you've probably noticed. Um, Not just the language, yeah. (laughs) I've got a clip here of her using the word microwave in an interesting way. Would you like to hear it? Yes, I would. (laughs) Okay, here we go. But I still need a bit of milk, full fat, which I've warmed in the microwave. What what is that? Microwave? What? Well, she's just being. What? She's just being silly, isn't she? She's doing that as a joke, isn't she? I mean, I really hope so, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if she isn't. I mean, we all know that she's, you know, enjoys a bit of the, uh, the old, cocaine, and stuff like oh, that. Does she? So yeah, that's slightly sl- slanderous, isn't it? No, it isn't. It's all over the news a while ago, wasn't it? She loves it. I'd say she she hides it well in her programme, but uh... <laughs> yeah, she's sprinkling flour on stuff. Hmm. Yeah, micro microwave. Microwave. Yeah. How does she say other things in the 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 um, the refrigeratio? <laughs> the ovene. Yeah. 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 The kettle. What? <laughs> the kettle. That's a kettle, love. Come on. Pass me that knife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Microwave. Posh Dude, people, eh, Dave? On, posh people. On. That's not even a posh thing. That's just a. That's just a Nigella thing, I think. Microwave. Probably. I don't know. Well, mm-hmm. uh, it, yeah, that's that's bizarre. I think she's just doing that for attention. She's an attention seeker. She's an attention well, that's seeker. slightly slanderous, Dave. You know, I've called her a cocaine addict. Well, it's not worse than saying she's a <laughs> cokehead, is it? Come on. Uh, but yeah, well, there we go. Nigella Lawson, attention seeking cokehead. Cokehead. <laughs> Great. We're going to get sued. Brilliant. You can say that. You can say that. <laughs> uh, sorry, Nigel. Uh, well, that's nice. Um, nice. That's newsworthy. Anyway. It is, which moves us swiftly on to our usual starter point. Shall we news, David? Yes, let's. Here we go. Here's this week's headlines with me, Kevin the Brown. And me, John Brown. (laughs) Adolf Hitler elected in Namibia's local council elections, but has no plans for world domination. (laughs) Coin removed from man's nose after being stuck for more than 50 years. (laughs) Frightening six-foot ape man of solid muscle left farm animal stench near London. (laughs) Oh, God. Man sells his PS5 after wife discovers it's not an air purifier. <laughs> Furious homeowner's handwritten note to tradesman who took toilet virginity. Okay. <laughs> I did also have the Hitler one. I'll read it because it's slightly different to yours. Man named Adolf Hitler wins election in Namibia, promises he's an okay guy. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> He's made a promise. I promise I'm an not okay even, guy. Not a, not even uh, a great guy, just okay. I'm okay, yeah, I'm right. Don't, don't get me. your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining his, like, poster now, just with him, you know, with, with definitely no moustache in the picture, yeah. saying I'm an okay guy. Hitler, I'm an okay guy. Yeah, his tagline is, no, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> not even related. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Uh, oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so, I'll news first, shall I, Dave? News me. News you. Uh, the source for this one is the ever-reliable um, and very expensive newspaper, the Metro. Yeah, the, the, the underground. Not as in it's illegal. <laughs> it's, like, it's on the underground. <laughs> Pirate uh, underground. No, the Metro. Uh, and the headline, Dave, is one of your headlines that you just read out. Yes, yes. Coin removed from man's nose after being stuck for more than 50 years. Yes. I don't know how, I just don't know how he would have functioned for 50 years. Um, (laughs) He seemed to have functioned for most of that time with partial nasal blockage in one nostril. 
Um, but he just sort of got on with it. It's a very manly <laughs> thing felt... to do, isn't it? To just not want yeah. to go to the doctor. Like, just, oh, I've got 50% man, breathing man and but on one side, but, you know, like, I'm right. <laughs> yeah, who needs who needs both nostrils? Yeah, yeah, that's why you got two of them, isn't it? You know, get rid of one of my lungs, one of my kidneys, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's just got one of everything. <laughs> Eye, nostril, ear. Yeah, thumb. it's just excess. Get rid of it. Big you don't toe. Need two testicles? No, thank you. <laughs> Lose it. Uh, why is it that the humans are designed with so many, uh, you know, doubles of features? Symmetrism. Mm. That's a great Symmetrism. word. Right? That's a great word. Is it a word? I'm not sure it's even a word. I coined it, mate. Coined it. Yeah. He coined it. Yeah. But, you know, you, we've got two eyes so that we can triangulate something with our vision and, and, and see depth, right? We've got two yeah. nostrils so we can, you know. Breathe. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and we've got two ears, similar thing. We can triangulate with sound. Mm. And uh, two balls for. One bum hole. One bum. <laughs> Anyway, shall I read the story? It's probably best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a man has finally had a coin removed from his nose after it was stuck for more than half a century. The 59-year-old unnamed Russian man was... Uh, it's a shame they didn't give him a name, isn't it, really? He's just all gone all his life with a coin up his nose and no name. 59 years. What a shit life. No name. 59 <laughs> years with a coin up his <laughs> Poor nose. Poor <laughs> sod. He was aged just six when he wedged the money into his right nostril. He was too scared to tell his strict mother about it and then later forgot, local media reported. Just forgot. Yeah. So the man apparently managed to live for the next 50 years unimpeded by the blockage until recently he started complaining he could not breathe at all in his right nostril. So he went to hospital and was given a scan which showed the unexpected object in the nasal passage and he went, oh, yeah. <laughs> 53 it's years all ago coming right? back yeah to me that's now. right oh yeah, yeah. stilly me <laughs> rhinoliths rhinoliths dave have you ever heard of rhinoliths yeah, yeah. do you know what they of are of course of course i do good uh they <laughs> rhinoliths are <laughs> stones in the nasal cavity aren't they as you know aren't they dave that's what I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah. in the nasal stones, in the, yeah. In the cavity. In yeah. the nasal cavity, yeah. Uh, they had formed around the coin, constricting his ability to breathe. And medics carried out endoscopic surgery under general anaesthetic, removing the stones and retrieving the Soviet one kopeck coin from his nose after fifty-three years. Wow. So this wow. was a what? Um, what state was it in? Uh, there's a picture of it here. It is covered in these rhinoliths, in these um, sort of. Uh, stones in the nasal cavity right. so you can't really see oh. what the coin is it looks like it's rusted um but it's 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 yeah. not right so see could he use there? it i mean it's, it's not yeah that's good <laughs> i mean he could could he take it into a shop and is that currency still going cash it in well unfortunately he couldn't because um the kopeck is sort of roughly equivalent to around one penny at the time, hmm. it's now ceased to be used. It's not used anymore um, because right. the currency changed after the fall of the USSR in 1991. So the kopeck is no longer a thing in Russia. So it uh, it is not legal tender. It's not legal tender. No, no. <laughs> I think you'll find that is not legal tender. <laughs> right. So I've got a challenge to read something now, and it's the it's the title. It's a specialist medical practice. This. All right. Ready. Okay. I'm warming myself up for this. Okay. Specialist wow. otorhinolaryngologist Alina Neprikina. Okay. Have nice you ever heard name. of that as a, as a job title? An otorhinolaryngologist. I mean, it's not something I come across every day. No. I'll be honest with you. No. Um, no. Anyway, this... Nose, doc nose doctor. Nose, nose doc. This specialist nose doc, specialist otorhinolaryngologist Alina Neprokina, said, uh, We operated on Friday and was discharged on Monday. He has regained the full nasal breathing. Like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and yeah, that's it. The man... He's unnamed, of course. The man's not the first person to become reacquainted with a foreign object lost up the nose. Uh, because no. in 2015, Steve Easton, then 51, from Surrey, Le Dave. He, he had a name, at least. He, Steve Easton, yeah. He's from Surrey, yeah. by the way. Local. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know him. No? 
Oh, I just thought you might, you know, from down the pub. No. He had yeah. a sneezing fit during which the tip of a toy dart suddenly shot out of his nose. A toy dart? A toy dart. He'd put it up there age seven and his parents had taken him to hospital, but doctors were unable to remove it. Wow. So how many, and how old was he when that happened? He was seven and it was in his nose for 44 years. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he so said, there was a few... A few of those little stones on that one, I bet, as well. I expect there were, yeah. He said he suffered mm. headaches and sniffles, which he put down to hay fever. So his whole life he thought he had hay fever, and he didn't. He had a fucking toy dart up his nostril. He's taking these hay fever tablets and not touching it. They're not doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my news, Dave. Oh, up the nose news. Nose news. There's oh, nose news a... today. It's a slow news <laughs> day. <laughs> I've got a, a news story for you. It's not about noses. Yeah. Uh, it's about a place. Uh, this is from The Guardian. Okay. And the, uh, the headline is, um, Fugging hell. Tired of mockery. Austrian village changes name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You expect something smart from The Guardian, so I'm glad they've done something kind of fun there. Yeah. Oh, it's very lowbrow, yeah. <laughs> this is why probably why I came across it. Low and brow. Um, is that do they drink that there? It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so it reads uh, residents of an Austrian village will ring the new year under a new name, Fugging. <laughs> F U G <laughs> I thought that was going to be the name they changed away from. No, no. No, you'll no, this is a, an improvement, trust me. Okay. Fugging F U G I N G. Um after ridicule and repeated theft of uh, their signpost became too much to bear. Okay. They finally grew weary of fucking <laughs> its current name. <laughs> oh, what a okay. what a you know, what a transformative uh, name change yeah, that yeah. is. Right, yeah. Um which Fucking some hell. experts say hey, dates this, back this to town the... is called cunt. <laughs> what should we change it to? How about ooh, tunt? That's a good idea. No one <laughs> yes, will know the difference. <laughs> really, I mean, fugging is just fucking with a cold. It, right? It? Yeah. Yeah. And no one wants to um, do that. That's that's gross. No, and especially not in case it might not be a cold in today's climate. Yeah. yeah true. Uh, so the name of fucking, apparently, uh, some experts say, dates back to the 11th century. Um, minutes from a, a municipal council meeting published on Thursday showed that the village of about 100 people will be named Fugging from the 1st of January 2021. Located 260 kilometres, which is 161 miles, Joe, mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, west of Vienna, Fucking has in recent years become a popular stop-off point for tourists, <laughs> particularly from English-speaking countries, <laughs> who snap pictures of themselves by the signposts at the entrance and exit to the village and post them on social media. Um, dozens of signposts have been stolen, forcing the local authorities to put up uh, put up the signs at two metre heights. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, and, and in concrete as well. Amazing. Um Finally, the villagers known as fuckingers. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no. Yeah, had, had enough Not of fuckers, visitors. Fuckers, are, fuckers is, you know, rolls off the tongue. Yeah, fuckingers. you think. Fuckingers. Mm. Um, they had enough of visitors and their bad jokes, wrote Austrian uh, daily Dipris. I can confirm that the village is being renamed. I can confirm that the village is being renamed, said Andrian Holzner, the mayor of Tarsdorf, the, um, to which, the, uh, which is where the village belongs. Mm. I really don't want to say anymore. We've had enough media frenzy about this in the past. She told... Oh, it's a lady. Beg pardon. She told the regional daily... Uberstarsen Rushith Nachrichten. I really like which that. I think yeah. is... Is a publication. I think you did um, well to read that. Thank you. <laughs> locals had previously found their village in the news after it was the backdrop for a book by Austrian novelist Kurt Palm, which was later turned into a film named Bad Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh... And uh, and also in 2010, a brewery in the Black Forest managed to register a pale lager by the name of Fucking Hell. After convincing the Europeans uh, trade, Trademarks and Designs <laughs> Office that it was reference to the Austrian village rather 
than an expletive. Amazing. I mean, of course, you've got yeah. hell as well, like Hellas beer, right? Yeah, 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 so, absolutely. Yeah, makes sense. Um, there has been no confirmation whether the neighbouring hamlets of Oberfucking and Unterfucking will be affected <laughs> by the name change. <laughs> so over and under, I guess, is that? Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Which, you, which do you prefer? Oh, yeah, it depends, you know, just how energetic I'm feeling, I suppose. Right, of course, yeah. <laughs> I was just talking about which name you prefer, but okay, oh, that's your yeah. sex life. No, Brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, oh. Ooh, um, never mind. Get what you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is, mate. Uh, <laughs> so that obviously that that made me laugh. That's um, f- that's a funny place to live. Well, a funny named place, mm. and it got me thinking. I bet there are some other places oh. with funny names. Oh, and I and bet a lot of them are in Austria or Germany. Well, they're all over the place, mm. um, but there are a lot of places <laughs> with funny names. <laughs> And it just so happens I have a list in front of me. Excellent. Well, so let's... I thought I would... Uh, these are all real, by the way. None, I haven't made any of these up. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to go through them. So the first one is a place called uh, Dildo in Canada. Okay. Uh, and then you've got, of course, don't forget Muff in Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Um, Murph. Pen- Pennsylvania. In, in the United States. It's got two lovely places. Intercourse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and Gobbler's Knob. Gobbler's Knob. Interesting. Gobbler's Knob. Yeah, okay. A, that's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, in, the, in the Philippines, you've got Sex Moan. <laughs> how, how is Moan spelled? <laughs> as, you, as you would spell it. Sex Moan, right. Sex Moan, yeah. Um... Long Dong in China. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Twat, Shetland Isles. <laughs> so that was an... I wasn't addressing you. That was the name of the place. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, thank you. Uh, in England, we've got Shitterton. Yes, I was aware of Shitterton. That's a classic one, yeah. Yep. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> um, another one from America in Missouri, Noblick. Noblick, yes. Noblick, two words. Huh. Interesting. Um, um, you know, they're so they're so sort of uh, prissy out there. You'd think they would have changed as well. Those these American uh, ones. I just don't know. They're just perverts, aren't they? <laughs> um, and India uh, has got a couple. It's got a place called Dick Shit. <laughs> That's <laughs> not two things you should not really combine uh, back no. to back or or front to back. Really. Yeah. Well, talking of front to back, there's also cum bum. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yes. Uh, you know, for a country that's quite staunchly anti-gay, that's that's quite interesting, really. Well, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Funny named places. Favourite? Um, I think Cumbum because it's just so <laughs> just so on the nose. <laughs> yes. Well, or on the bum, I suppose. Uh, you know. well, uh, well, yeah, that would be nose bum, nose cum nose. I'm oh, sure. Forget it. I'm sure some people are into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll add I'll add one to the mix, Dave, as well, and uh, one that I know um, has put in place similar measures to fucking, or formerly known as fucking, now known as fugging. Uh, I think it's either Austria or Germany. I apologise to the locals of that region if I'm getting it wrong, but it's called Wank. Yes, yes. Um, and they've yeah. constantly had to change their signs, and I think even putting like chicken wire on their on their signs so that people don't steal it, and you know, concrete and like you said, higher than a meter yeah. and stuff. And uh, yeah. you know, I would work pretty hard as a tourist to get my hands on a sign like that. So you know, it's like a bit of cat yeah. and mouse, isn't it? They'll come up with some new way to secure the sign and then the tourists will find a new way to nick it. It's a good game. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I I did find that, actually, uh, wank in Germany, but I just thought it was a bit too rude. Oh. Um, So I went with the other ones. You went... Oh, right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. I've lowered the tone then. (laughs) No, no, that's fine. That's fine. It's it's expected. (laughs) Hey, Dave, I I can see that flashing light. That yellow flashing light on the on the old nineteen eighties um, phone we've got in the studio. Well, I can't, I can't see it because I'm not bloody there. No, am you're I? not here, are you? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we obviously, obviously, we've got, we would have had a massive backlog of messages from both fans and football celebrities alike 
Um, mm. If I had the phone plugged into the wall during lockdown and our and our hiatus, um, but I didn't. I unplugged it because you know I just I just don't want to deal with all that, uh, and I'm sure you don't either. Um, we could have had offers. We could have had interviews. Just unplugged it, didn't you? I unplugged it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, I've had it plugged in for the last couple of days, knowing that we were going to do this. Um, mm. So should we check the answer answer machine? I think it would be sensible to do that. All right. You have two new messages. Boop. All right, round the back. Yes, it's me, Sean Dice, here again. Oh, it's so good that you're back. And fans back in stadiums, as you know. So I've got a little song here for them to welcome them back to Burnley. Goes something a little bit like this. You're back, back in the Burnley groove. You're back, back in the Burnley groove. You're back. Yeah, a little bit of kiss there. I think I'd make a good Gene Simmons. Don't you? Bye. Boop. Oh, hello, hello, my loves. It's Pauline here. I just thought I'd give you a call because I, I mentioned that Arsenal aren't doing too well at the moment, are they? Not getting the results, which is a shame. No. Serves them bloody right for getting rid of the likes of me, canteen lady. And old Gunnosaurus, although I see he's got his job back now. The big green prick. Anyway, to that. Boop. Well, there were, there were some interesting uh, interesting messages. <laughs> Reg- regular callers. Regular call. Yeah, the two old favourites. You know, they were definitely going to be the ones that... Uh, kept trying to ring that number despite it just uh you know bouncing back at yeah. them and not even getting to the answer machine machine so it's good good to know I genuinely, still I genuinely thought for a moment that Pauline was upset about Arsenal <laughs> she's, just, she's still bitter she's still bitter I I sort of perhaps that's a major part of her character you know but generally quite bitter bitterness bitterness <laughs> yeah bitterness in good... in character and bitterness in her cooking Ooh, it's a good trait. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, um, hey, Dave. Yes, Joe. Would I'm you, here. W- would you like to know where they are now? Oh, would I? Yes, I would. Where are they now? Where are they now, Dave? Well, um, and who? And who? And why are they now? Uh, well, let's find out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, from the you know incredible uh, sports source, Sport Bible, we have a mm. uh, slightly out of date, but um, you know, it, it nevertheless important milestone in the world of football. 24 years ago today, it's not today, it's actually 24 years ago on the 23rd of November, but, you know, lockdown and all that. 24 years ago today, Ali Dia made his first and his last Premier League appearance. Oh, yes, yes. The now legendary Ali Dia. Was it Sunderland? Southampton, yeah. Southampton, sorry. Oh, get the kits mixed up. The other red and white. (laughs) Quite far away from each other, actually. Yeah, that's quite an away day, that one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's twi- so. This is the guy. Sorry, this. Let me get this right. This is the guy who was he a footballer? <laughs> was he? <laughs> what was going on there? Because he just sort of turned up and went, "Yeah, I'm brilliant." I think, and they went, "Okay, you're in." I think he was what's called barely a footballer. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. I think he, you know, he did trials. He was a youth player here and there, that kind of thing. And he knew okay. someone who was willing to pretend to be George Weyer. Right. Ballon d'Or okay. winning, you know, uh, AC Milan, Paris Saint-Germain player, George Weyer. Yeah, I know who he is. I know who he is, yeah. Some of our younger fans may not. Mm. Well, get on internet, find out. <laughs> so it's 24 years ago, sort of, to the day that the one and only Ali Dia made his first and last Premier League appearance for Southampton. The story goes that Dia had somehow tricked Saints boss Graham Souness into thinking that he was the cousin of Georgie Weyer who had just but, won, at but, the time, just won the Ballon d'Or. But even so, how does that make... How how does that qualify him as a, a brilliant player? <laughs> just because he's someone's cousin? <laughs> like, come on. Oh, my God, he must be good. Like, yeah. what? 
It doesn't work like that. No. Hey, that's Pavarotti's uh, nephew over there. He must be a bloody good... Si- no, he's shite. <laughs> I mean, that's the... This is the, like... Nepotism. Why have we? Why has the world not learned that nepotism is nonsense? Like, it's nonsense. <laughs> it's nonsensical. Yes. So uh, he also claimed that he turned out for Paris Saint Germain and had played thirteen times for his country and scored for them too. And this just this, outright lies. This is something that would be very easily fact checked. Yeah. And it seems yeah. that no one did <laughs> until it was too late. Um, did they, they just sort of, he told they told he told them all that and they just went nice one cool yeah yeah good job didn't even bother looking and you know <laughs> looking at facts or anything go, where Libya oh right yeah, cool yeah, where's yeah. that Africa oh right yeah nice one get your get your boots on yeah let's <laughs> see what we could do then cousin uh, so but despite it all being completely fabricated Dia blagged his way into a one month contract which is again slightly weird one month. It's like a trial, but not a trial. Anyway, and he made uh, he made a Premier League appearance, of course, famously replacing. Yeah. Uh, he's wearing the number thirty three shirt for you, Dave, as well, because I know you're a number number guy. Absolutely. He replaced incredibly Matt Letizia. Number seven. Here we go, and it was in a home game at Leeds, uh, and they were desperate um, to win because they were they lost two 0 in the end and they they sort of threw him on in a last gasp move I think to um, uh, because they, Matt Letizia got an injury um, right but it did so they were desperate to win so they went get someone's cousin on <laughs> quick <laughs> this is this is Graham Sooners who made this call he's you know he was a legendary player I think he's been a bit of a tragic manager to be honest with you uh, and he doesn't seem tragic he's, <laughs> He seems like very, you know, he seems like he would be very pragmatic. But actually, I think he's quite sort of affected by the heat of the moment, it seems. Oh, he's a, he's a hothead. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he was so bad that he was substituted himself as a substitute, Ali Dia. He'd come on, he'd been <laughs> substituted, he was substituted off for Ken Monkey yeah. in the 85th minute. Uh, and it quickly became apparent that Dia was a fraud and uh, then had his deal rescinded after just his that, that single cameo appearance. Uh, and Letizia gave his account in his autobiography that has now sort of become legendary. Uh, mm. And I've got a few quotes from him. At, at, at Southampton, it's sort of not far from our accent, is it? So I'll, I'll just talk normally. Yeah, I would say just uh, don't. Thank you. Uh, it was unbelievable. He ran around the pitch like Bambi on ice, Letizia said. It was very, very embarrassing to watch. Sooness actually had to take him off again because he was actually that bad. I have no idea if he was George Weir's cousin or not. I don't think he was. He was just chuffed to get on the pitch and play. I think it was great wind-up from someone who came up with this idea. He turned up the next morning for treatment on an injury. <laughs> the physio was telling oh, He got injured as well. Yeah, he, he apparently got injured in his 15 minutes or whatever on the pitch. And he turned up the oh, next man. day for treatment. Uh, so Sunday morning, he turns up as a bit of treatment. He leaves and then we never see him again. He never came back. He just left. Nobody knows where he went. Never to be seen again. It was very odd. Not quite sure how a man of Graham's experience fell for that. <laughs> and that's Letitia. I, I would love to know what he is doing. Where I'd love to know where he is now. Yeah, properly. Yeah. It, yeah uh, be that. it is quite extraordinary that, yeah, such a... Uh, it just goes to show that so much of this stuff is just done on feeling, isn't it? Without actually any fact-checking. Well, at least it isn't now. It wasn't then, sorry. Yeah. But now perhaps yeah. it is because of, because of the Ali Dia incident. But for a top club to be, to be duped like that, it seems you can't imagine it now, yeah. can you? And it kind of suggests that that thing of like, oh, you know, um, get someone on the phone and say, yeah, my little brother Steve, he plays... <laughs> He plays yeah. and he's he's really good. You know, it seems to suggest that sort of thing goes on a lot. Yeah. But but for we, real and not fraudster like. Well, it we had George Weyer on the phone and he confirmed. How do you know it was George Weyer? His accent. <laughs> Brilliant. Racist. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He sat yeah. in a Liberian accent. I'm aware of all the yeah. accents on the, you know, west coast of Africa. I know how they all sound, so he said he was Liberian. He said he was a librarian, you tit. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't hear him. Like He was so quiet. <laughs> yeah, he's whispering. <laughs> Where are you from? Mm. Library. Library. 
Liberia. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that one. That is a good one. That is a good one. And that is your Where Are They Now? And that's where they are now. Now. But Joe, where is he now? Um, <laughs> I'll take a guess. You know, it's quite some time ago. Was it 24 years ago? And he was probably, you know, mid-20s. I reckon he's probably gone back home to, to coach in the Liberian League. That would be my guess. That's a guess. Okay, I'll take it. Who do you reckon he's pretending to be now, though? Um, a George Weyer's brother. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Who, who works just, in finance. He's just gone he's through trying to get all a job the family. in finance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Um, oh, dear. Well, right. I believe you have some uh, little factoids for us, Dave. Yeah, well, World Cup 2022, Qatar. Very exciting. Yeah, the groups have been announced, the qualifying groups. Oh, Excuse yeah. you. Mm, sorry. Uh, England have, have been uh, registered in Group I. Mm. I for igloo. Uh, yes, yes. Or maybe in itinerary. some language there is, you know, England starts with an I. Ong- yes. Angleterre is obviously A. In French, but uh, that would work if it was Group A. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah. They're in Group I, and they've been drawn with drum roll. Po- Poland. Okay, the land of Po. Hungary. Yeah, get some food packages. Al- Albania. Uh, Albatross. And Andorra. And Andorra. And Andorra, yeah. yeah. The Explorer. And, and San Marino. Oh, we've got some big ones in now, there. Now, they are all real countries, I can assure you. I haven't made any of those words up. Okay, good. Um, so what I thought I would do, now I did this before, I think it was for the, probably for the last World Cup or the Euros, when England were drawn in a group, I gave you some facts about each country. You did, I'm excited. In, in, in the group. So that is what I'm going to do. So this is going to run for at least... Five weeks. <laughs> well, so exactly I see. five. Exactly five weeks. One actually. country per episode. I see. Yes, yes. And so I'm going to run through each country um, in no particular order, other than alphabetical. Okay. So we'll start with Albania. Okay. Yeah. Um, the football team nicknames. Yeah, bear with me on this. Okay, <laughs> God. Here we go. It's a. Uh, Cookie Genite, which means Cookie <laughs> which means the red and blacks. Okay, because yeah. they wear red and black. Right. And uh, the, the other one they've got is Shikwe um, Ponya. <laughs> this is something straight out of Borat, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> which means the eagles. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, so, facts about Albania. Albanians nod when they mean no. And shake their head when they mean yes. Hmm. I'm doing it now to practice. It, it, okay. it is odd. It's confusing, isn't it? Yes. So you could very easily offend in Albania, couldn't you? You could make a, quite a few dreadful mistakes in yeah. that country. Yeah. Would you like you cyanide f- with your meal? Yes. <laughs> exactly, yes. 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 Or, no, <laughs> I don't. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. In 1967, Joe, mm. Albania was proclaimed as the first atheist state in the world. Oh. Under the leadership of uh, Enver Hoxha, religion was banned mm. and anyone breaking the law was to be jailed for three to ten years. How do they dis- decide whether it's three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight or nine or ten? You Maybe know, it depended on the religion. Based on how religious you are. You know. Yeah, or what what religion? I'd love to see that documentation that lays that out. Yeah, which religions are the shit ones, the ten years, and which religions are the well, the three years. You know. Yeah, or maybe it's how religious you were. Mm. Yeah. You know, if you just sort of went to church every now and then. If you just you had like, like a went, yeah, if you had a mug yeah, with Jesus mi- on it, you know, yeah, you're a three year, and you. You didn't go all year, but then all of a sudden you love Midnight Mass. Mm. And it's like, well, three years. Mm. 
Yeah, but if you're pro, if you're on your mat every day, ten. Speaking in tongues. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um, next one. Mother Teresa is the heroine of Albania. Not, I mean, not the, like the drug. <laughs> that was that's not be, what they call it out there. Uh, instantly, that's where my mind went, yeah. yeah. Get me an ounce of the old Mother Teresa, would you? <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, okay, Norman Wisdom is famous in Albania. You may already have known that. Oh, of course I did, um, yeah. The country was ruled by the dictatorship of communist leader Enver Hoxha, mentioned earlier, mm. for 40 years between 1944 and 1985, who banned Hollywood movies and other Western culture. Okay. The only films he allowed to be shown were Norman Wisdom movies. <laughs> what that's a, all the, you, that's what all a the, cultural uh, awakening and education those yeah. people have had. Amazing. So they had nothing, nothing but Mr. Grimsdale for 40 years. <laughs> so is it like Channel 1, Norman Wisdom, the something? Channel 2, Norman well, he, Wisdom? Well, he did a lot, he did, yeah, a lot of films. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you want a bit of, a bit of variation, so, don't you? So I mean, it, I love Norman Wisdom, but I don't want to watch him just Norman Wisdom. No. Does it say literally that is all? Or did they have, uh, I, I, mean, I mean, carry on or something, you know, a little bit of something else no, or just, just normal wisdom? I think he he liked normal wisdom because it was um, it reminded him of the his battle with his uh, foe, who was his regular foe in the films, right. reminded them of of the culture that they were going in. So the communists against the whatever. I mean, that's uh... Uh, it's, I don't think those films. They, they set out to do that, <laughs> to have that comparison. Excuse me. No. Bless you. I think um, they probably could not predict that uh, that was going to happen. Who's that calling, Dave? Oh, the phone's ringing. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Excuse me. That's all right. Go ahead. I thought you were going to come back with the... I thought you were going to come this back with the phone. This is what happens. This is no, I just ignore. I just uh, threw it in the bin. This is what happens when you record in your home. This this will, will happen, listeners. The phone may ring. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not in a studio. I am in my living room. I've got the Christmas tree up. The phone's ringing. This is I've a normal probably, Christmas I'm, evening. Probably, probably the kids are calling for me. I'm ignoring them. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> so you got to Albania. Yes, Norman Wisdom. So there you go. They love him out there. He's famous. Okay. Um, last one for you. In 1990, the Albanian national football team was detained at London's Heathrow Airport after the team helped themselves to more than £3,000 worth of merchandise <laughs> at a duty-free shop, misunderstanding the term <laughs> duty-free. <laughs> oh, my God, they're um, so generous here. They're not Scottish. Yeah, they basically, yeah. They're, no, they're, they're not. They're basically left without paying. Um, as difficulties with detaining the team mounted, among them being able to f unable sorry, to find a translator, they were eventually released. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Duty-free. Oh, lovely. Thank you very much. <laughs> Look at all this perfume I've got. <laughs> I've got four bottles of gin for free. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, that's what happens when you have a a uh, you stop people leaving and you you know have this isolated. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to a Brexit place here, Dave. But this is what happens when you isolate yourself from the rest of the world and you you know you let your people out. They go somewhere and they don't know the protocol of of global society. It's just a misunderstanding. Yeah, that's all it was. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So there you go. Those those are your Albania facts. Next time, Andorra. Very nice. Well, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that. It's a very small sort of unknown quantity, uh, Andorra, so I look forward to that. Much like this podcast. A little bit, yes. Yes, <laughs> somewhat, actually. <sighs> well, uh, you know, we are getting a little bit more uh, recognition, and uh, that's, you know, a sign of that is in this um, advert contract that we've got from the Ponsonby Brothers. Uh, we, they've uh, recorded another advert for us to, to try and push their latest products so um i guess now's the time for that let's uh let's see what they've got to say yeah let's let's see dear 
football fans. Yes, it's us, Clarence Boutros Polygamy Ponsonby. And Davide Danish Dancing Ponsonby here. With another one of the Ponsonby Brothers' bloody good adverts. Are you fed up of hearing about COVID-19? Bored of bubbles? Loathe the phrase lockdown? And new normal? Unprecedented? Flatten the curve? The R number? Face masks? Sanitizing? Social distancing. Second wave. Then you need a new ailment. Theo Wolcott's smallpox. Swapped for a petri dish in a secret government lab. And refined into fine powder form. Theo Wolcott's smallpox makes a fine addition to any meal or sandwich. Simply apply the deadly disease dust in copious amounts per serving. And feel the debilitating effects. Soon you'll have a big red rash that Red Rashford himself would be proud of. Thank you for listening to another one of the Ponsonby Brothers' bloody good adverts. With me, Clarence Boutros Polygamy Ponsonby. And me, Davide Danish Dancing Ponsonby. Good day! Possibly their weirdest product yet, Dave. What do you think? Um, yeah, I'm, I, I, I know that... Um, yeah, it's not. I don't think there's a market for it. I think we're inundated at the moment with um, disease <laughs> and illness. So you're saying it's not for you? It's not for me. You're not going to invest. No, I've got to leave it. Not going to sp- I'll leave it. Not going to sprinkle some of it on uh, your meal or sandwich. On my sandwich? No, I think <laughs> I'll uh, give give that one a miss. Thank you. Uh, I'll keep my I'll I'll keep my sandwiches smallpox free. That's and that is a you. You know, that's a, sort of a motto for life, I believe. That one. Well, it is my motto. Yeah. It is my motto for life. Keep, yes. <laughs> I am Dave, and keep your sandwiches smallpox, smallpox free. free. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that one. Uh, well, Dave, it's uh, an interesting uh, time in the podcast now because I think for some maybe twenty or more episodes we've not had any conspiracy news, have we? No, everything's just been explainable. No one's been questioning anything. Yeah, no one's. Just, everyone's just got on with it. No one's uncovered any grand schemes or you know skullduggery no. by the government, have they? You know, no. Yeah. Until now. Until now. Seems. And uh, conspiracy news. Conspiracy news. It's back. Um, <laughs> Presented by Sean Dyche. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that he just uh, came out of me. <laughs> Um, so the headline, uh, and this this Cum-bum. is <laughs> the headline is from my old favourite source for conspiracy news. Do you remember that? Do you remember what that is, Dave? Is it the Daily Star? No, Express. Yes, it's the Daily yes. Express, and it's under the weird section on the Daily Express website. And the headline weird. is this. Pope Francis called for investigation after miracle occurred during church service. So Right, okay. You know, our current Pope, I say ah, he's certainly not mine. Current Pope Pope Francis, the cool Pope, the rock and roll Pope, you know, the Pope that's connected with all the young people and all that nonsense. Uh, he has called yeah. for an investigation after an apparent miracle occurred during a church service and scientists were unable to disprove the event. Now, remember that, of course, uh, later on. Uh, I will. The pontiff, who was born Jorge Mario Begoglio, is the head of the Catholic Church and sovereign of the Vatican city-state. He was born in Argentina. Francis trained as a chemist and worked as a technician in a food science laboratory where he was inspired to join the Society of Jesus. Now, he was technically... The the what? The Society of Jesus? The Society of Jesus. Um, Is that a thing? Well... It at least was. Uh, he was ordained a Catholic priest in 1969 and from 73 to 79 was Argentina's provincial superior of the Jesuits before he later became the Archbishop of Buenos Aires. During this spell... <laughs> that sounds a lot more exotic than the Archbishop of, of Canterbury, doesn't it? It does a bit, yeah. Buenos Aires. During this spell, while he was still in Argentina, journalist Mike Willisy, or Willisy, I'll let you enjoy that name, Mm. Willie C. Yumma, yumma. Uh, <laughs> he revealed, Mike Willie C. revealed in his Blood of Christ documentary how something bizarre occurred in one of his churches. Mr. Willie C. said, A priest in Argentina reported what appeared to be a miraculous event a communion wafer that had mysteriously turned into flesh and blood. 
Mm, okay. No. Was it wafer thin? Wafer thin communion wafer. Uh, Pope Francis was well known here uh, as the Archbishop of Buenos Aires. He was the Catholic leader in this city. When he heard that a communion host was said to have bled in one of his churches, he asked for a scientific investigation. How modern is right. you know. Yeah. The uh, what? The Australian reporter who passed away last year. So Mr. Willie C is an Australian. He detailed how the events unfolded. He said, This is the consecration which turns bread and wine into the blood and flesh of Christ. That is what the Catholic Church teaches. The communion wafers, wafers, Mm. also known Mm. as hosts, are made simply from flour and water. They swallow the hosts in the belief it will lead them to to eternal life. So they eat little Mm. bits of Jesus, is essentially. It's cannibalism. It is a bit, yeah. The miracle of Santa Anna Maria which is what has been dubbed, happened in 1996. Mm. During a communion service, uh, Pezet Alejandro handed out the hosts as normal, one per person. But during the mass that day, one sacred host was not swallowed. It was left unused. Uh, instead, it was discarded and left in a candlestick holder, apparently. <laughs> and uh, it's like... Okay. And uh, Mr. Willie C detailed how the events caused a storm in the religious community. He said, uh, normally he would consume a lost host, but because it was dirty, it was placed in a bowl of water and the bowl locked away for reasons unknown. Why, yeah, why are they locking, who locks away a bowl of water? Yeah, well, who, who discards of, of a little, you know, wafer thin flour and water thing in a bowl of water and locks it in a cupboard? It's a bit strange, it's just like they knew what was going to happen. Yeah, weird that, isn't it? Uh, when the priest's assistant returned a week later to dispose of it... So he remembered? Uh, what was it on his reminders later. list? <laughs> his phone goes off. Oh, shit, yeah. Mr. Willie C. I must get rid of that bit of wafer that I put in a bowl of water. <laughs> oh, like any accent, normal man. person would. <laughs> <laughs> so when the uh, priest's assistant returned a week later to dispose of it, she was shocked and hurried to Alejandro to give him the news that it had turned red. The unexpected transfer- transformation was quite simply a shock. The question was, mm. this is this is a quote now, the question was, mm. could this be a miracle? Could this be the blood of Jesus Christ? There was no evidence mm. of the original wafer, apparently. Well, so what was... Uh, it, there was no solid in there. It had just turned to blood. No, it was... Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> this is when it starts... I'm getting to that point already, Dave, where I just want to go, no, and stop reading this. Yeah. Uh, but I'm surprised you got this far. I'll be honest with you, I've done all right, haven't I? It's it, it. Apparently, there's a chunk of flesh floating in this water. What I mean, but what part of him was it? What I mean. Well, I, I, I'm just I'm just thinking now, like you know, this this um, this priest's assistant has found it. Gone. Oh my god, look, isn't that amazing? And the priest comes over and goes, Oh, fantastic! Look at it. It's a flesh and blood of Jesus. And in the background, there's another assistant just like limping, you know, with a bandage <laughs> on their foot. Yeah. There's a chunk of flesh missing out of them. Ridiculous. Disgusting. Disgusting. All of it's disgusting anyway. It is a bit. So according to local reports, uh, Dr. Ricardo Castanon Gomez was called up in uh, called upon, sorry, in 1999 by the now Pope to investigate it. And he took a sample, uh, but the research was not completed until 2006. So bear in okay. mind that the, this, this original uh, miracle supposedly happened in 1996. There's quite a lot of time to tamper with some shit, I think. Ten years. Indeed. Reportedly, the sample was sent uh, all the way to the treasurer of Forensic and Analytical in San Francisco, California, to be tested. Why is it going to America? Why can't they do that in their own country? Why have they got to send it to America? Uh, and the... the um, they studied the sample without knowing the origin of material, apparently, and they concluded this sample was alive at the time it was collected. At the time it was collected? Yes. Which was right. sitting in a bowl for a week. Apparently it was alive. Well, I don't know. I don't... This is... This is beyond... This is... This is bizarre it is bizarre yeah so dr zugibe who did the analysis um specified that the substance consisted of human blood which contained intact white blood cells and and living heart muscle there we go it was part of the heart apparently oh my god um so what they're saying is that this they put a wafer mm. in a bowl of water yeah 
locked it away for a week, opened the door, it's flesh from the heart. Ah, yes, that is what they're saying. (laughs) Now that I've broken it down for you, you seem slightly disheartened. (laughs) I'll be honest, very good. I'll be honest, I've closed the browser window uh, already. (laughs) Yeah, I can see the the room went dark. (laughs) Yeah, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. You've just turned everything off. Yep. It's completely thrown you. I'm just you, now. Now he's walking out the room. Come, come back, come back. I just love that. that like, there's so many ways that that could have been tampered with. So it's the, from the very beginning, it's unscientific. You can't send that off to a lab and say, "Yeah, we found this floating in water and it'd been there for a week," and they'll go, "Okay." Like, yeah. no, did no one I'll go, on, go to Ground Zero and, and look at the conditions and, you know, recreate the uh, the experiment? That would be scientific. I'll be honest with you, Joe. I mean, you lost me when at the mention of Jesus. Oh. So, um, uh, call me a cynic. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's fair, actually. I, I, I respect that about you, you know. Mm. Actually, talking of Jesus, mm. one good thing he did do was invent Christmas. <laughs> he, yeah, he invented it. Yeah, because it definitely wasn't Christmas. like a, a pagan holiday, you know, no, shortest day and no. all that stuff before Christianity got all the way and infected uh, the British Isles. I, I, I imagine he was gutted uh, when they said, the, uh, the, the, the son of God is, is born. They were, everyone's like, it's Christmas, leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, 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 Christmas started now. What do you mean we've been doing it for years? Just because some, some twat's been born, now we've got to change it? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is the thing that I always find funny about that. It's like, can anyone explain to me why Easter is, you know, related to bunnies and that's somehow related to Christianity? They can't because yeah. it's more related to pagan traditions and they've just hijacked it. And it's the same with Christmas and... Yeah, everything. It's all about mm. like the harvest seasons and stuff. It's nothing to do mm. with like Christianity specifically. Anyway, Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Anyway, Humbug. talking of Christmas. Yeah. Um, we we've come to our usual little um, finishing maneuver, which is our puns, and as we've probably only got a couple of episodes in us before Christmas, mm. I would imagine. Yeah. Would you agree on that timing, Joseph? Yeah, I, I shall commit to that. Yes, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> then I th- we thought we would do some Christmas football puns, and then next week we'll open it up uh, to our um, readers slash listeners. Our adoring fans, yes. So we've mashed Christmas and football. I've mainly gone footballers. What about you? I think I've gone exclusively footballers. Um, oh, good. Anyway, okay. Dave, well, shall I, shall I play I know, me I've, the jingle? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting carried away. Please do. Got to get it in there. Pundiful like current puns. A punionated punditress. Punted in the creamy puns. Spraying you with punny spunk. Puns. Ah. 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 Oh, come bum. <laughs> Uh, yes. Okay. So. Do you want to go first? I'll happily go first. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if we've got a few of the same, but let's, let's go for it. I would be, because to be honest, I come, I've come up with the right amount, but a lot of them, they're pretty, they're stretchy. They're stretchy. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> good. As usual. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, Ben White Christmas. Yeah. Here's, here's hoping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a Christmas Carol Poborski. <laughs> yes. Very good. Uh, João Feliz Navidad. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good song as well. Yeah. It'll um, be in your head Christmas, for a while Christmas Camara. Yeah. <laughs> so you could, there's a lot of, any, any person called Chris, basically. Yeah. yeah okay. Should we do some more? Hmm. No. Christmas Sutton. No, it doesn't really have the same <laughs> ring to it, does it? Um, a Merrick Laporte and cheese. Nice. You nice. know, you have it in the evening, it's, don't you, often? You know? It's nice to get a food one in there, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Roque Santa Claus. <laughs> yes, <laughs> love it. Thomas Christmas Party. 
<laughs> um, frankincense Lampard. <laughs> Frank incense Lampard. Frank incest incense <laughs> Lampard. Excuse me. Uh, you often, you know, sometimes in the, you know, cool Christmas evening, you may be full of food, but you also want something else. You know, you might mm. you might fire up and you know have a nice warm Musa Sissoko. <laughs> <laughs> I know you said a stretch, but <laughs> it's, it is stretchy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, Dennis, three wise men. <laughs> yes, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Theo Walnut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I wish that was his real name. <laughs> Well, I came up with that one. I mean, that, that's just a nut, right? But it's a you know you do have a lot of walnuts around Christmas, uh, so that's yeah. how I'm justifying that. But when I came up with that one, I almost cried. So I'm glad you found that, that as funny as I did. Theo Walnut. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Um, okay. Away in a Nile Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could be like a you know a gay anthem that one, couldn't it? Yeah, I'll just say anthem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Danny Stuffings. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone food heavy. I have, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, Angel Gabriel Batistuta. Very good, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure some Fiorentina fans would have said he was an angel with that lovely lock well, of hair he had. Well, he had more than a well single lock, didn't he? He had a full head, actually. Well, he had several threads mm. of hair. Threads of hair, is that right? We'll go with it, yeah. Yeah. Fabian Elf. It's <laughs> good. <laughs> it's good. Thank you. Uh, Pepe Reindeer. <laughs> Pepe Reindeer. Yeah, yeah, like it. Reindeer. It's almost, you could say it's sort of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talking stretchy, this one, this one, this one is, mm. yeah. Uh, so just sort of go with me on this one. Santa's Isaac Hayden. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh God. Santa's yeah. sack. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah. Filthy. Yeah. Um, I always try and get this guy in. Um, Papa Bauble Diop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Brilliant. Got into like Christmas dressings now. Bauble. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alan San Nicholas Maximan. Okay, yeah, Saint Nicholas. Or Saint San Nicholas, Nicholas. Maximan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Samir Nazareth. <laughs> uh, excellent. And I, I, I'll finish up with Nigel okay. Martin Cell. Nigel Martin Cell. Nigel Martin Tinsel. Tinsel. <laughs> got it. Got it. It was in the. It was in the pronunciation. I, I, I perhaps got the rhythm wrong of that. Martin Cell. Listen, it's that's. There's no shame in that. Although you are a musician, so there is some shame. Perhaps a, a tad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got Demba Bar Humbug. <laughs> yes, literature now as well. Like it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's me. Um, and I'd like to just finish with a message uh, for all our listeners. Uh, which is, we wish you a messy Christmas. Oh, very good. Very oh, good. Sweet, isn't it? That's yeah. sweet, isn't yeah, it? It's very yeah, sweet. Yeah. I think they'll all like that. They'll appreciate it, you know. I think they will. I think they're probably tear to the eye. So, uh, favourite favorite one of, of mine? Uh, Theo Walnut, definitely. <laughs> I think that's tops them all. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's so simple. It, and it... Relatively unrelated to Christmas. It could have been a food one, you know. But, yeah. You know. And he, yeah. And he is a little walnut, isn't he? There's something about him that's sort of walnutish. N- bit nutty. He's a bit nutty. <laughs> He's a bit nutty. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, well, how, th- how did that go there? How do you think that went then? That's our fir- this is our first time doing it remotely. Our first, yeah. Well, I guess Full the proof's in the remote. pudding. Yeah. I, well, I think it went pretty well. Um, you know, we've, we've had the classic Zoom... <laughs> over each other a couple of times but I think it's gone pretty well just bear with us guys I mean yeah. you know come on 
Uh, no, it was good. It's good to good to speak to you again in some sort of length. It feels uh, it's felt great to be back in the hot seat. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Perhaps in a few weeks, yeah. I could be in there. <laughs> you could be. Yeah. You know. <laughs> If if the tears change, <laughs> that obviously would doesn't work for a podcast because it was mainly physical. There's some visual acting. cues in there, but I think number one fan Dan will probably uh, cotton on to that one. Yeah, good. Well, shall we bid them farewell? We shall farewell, fans, and uh, we shall bid the the opposite of farewell. Hopefully next week again. Yes, yeah, so lovely speaking with you all, and with you, Dave, and with you, Joe. And peace, <laughs> peace be upon him. Always. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to hit the theme button now. Then, bye bye. I th- I th- I'll be honest. I thought you had already. Oh, but uh, uh, cheers. Here it goes. <laughs> <laughs>